and welcome back to Hey, I'm Jack Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast covering everything that is known in the English language about I'm Jack Frankfurt, the best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Germany, the best club in Europe, best club in the world for that matter. But we are a little bit biased. I am your host, Brian NKC. You can follow me on Twitter at KCSGE. Follow the show on Twitter. That is at Pond. Facebook.com slash H-E-F-Pods, where you can find the latest English news and information covering the Eintracht. And, of course, follow us on Instagram. That is Hey Eintracht Frankfurt on the ground. Got plenty of interaction there, including when uh, we want to be really saucy, we will even interact with uh, memes. And uh, if you don't know Eintracht memes, uh, you should. Good friend of Good friend of the pod. Anyways, uh, Eintracht has been up to all sorts of stuff uh, in my absence, and uh, yeah, no, nobody else I would think will be better suited to talk about the Eintracht and all the headaches that they have been giving everybody, and that is Matt New York. How is the Big Apple, good buddy? Do well, I got to I gotta say, Brian, yes, they do suck. We're also injured. But on another note, I gotta be pretty, I'm pretty, pretty mad at you because you mm. have missed out on everything that's happened since February or probably March, we'll say. And it's bullshit. And, you know, I think you deserve, you know, a somewhat <laughs> sort of like, I don't know if punishment is the right word to use, but, you know, you need something to kind of catch up on the misery that, you know, me, Jason, Chris, uh, Roman all had to, you had to endure these couple of times. And, you know, it's the first time me and you have talked in a while. So, yeah, we have to, we have a lot of catching up to do, big guy. Yeah, we do, don't we? We do. But, hey. <laughs> It's no better time than now to follow us in our social media platforms. And uh, if you haven't had an option, uh, the opportunity to follow us on your favorite podcasting platform, please give us a like and review. I prefer five stars, as does Matt. But hey, you know what? We'll take four stars and a critique of, of how we can improve things. And you can't blame us for how the team is performing because if you want to go down that road, that's a slippery slope, pal, that we can all then go into our football manager or FIFA modes and just pretend that that's real life. But if they want to give us a one-star rating in the German education system, that's an A technically in the American system, so that's fine too. We we will count it. We'll look at it that way. That is a very good point. Uh, speaking of points, something Eintracht did not win over the weekend, but it's been a second since we've done anything about what happened since the last recording. And all things considered, uh, Eintracht did have a good old time of it. They decided to visit the southern Autostadt, the southern auto city of Stuttgart, at the Eintracht down 1-0 at the half. And, uh, yeah, needless to say, it was chippy. But then, in the second half, the Eintracht found three goals. Not one, not two, but three goals in the second half to come away with a 3-2 to two victory. Yes, Stuttgart did uh, pop in a goal. Um, it almost was immediately followed by then going down to 10 men. So, I mean, you can look at it from that standpoint that, hey, you know what? Uh, you wanted to keep things close, well, then you're going to basically cut your Achilles tendon uh, immediately after celebrating <laughs> your goal or do something other else that is horribly uh, debilitating. And the Eintracht comes away going to third final of the Debe Pokal in six seasons. Um, we're in the territory that is reserved of in the last couple decades for honestly just two clubs within the German football system that is Leipzig boo (laughs) Uh, actually who's going to be our uh, uh, opposition in the final itself and uh, Bayern Munich the most frequent winners of this trophy still to date the only club who is in the double digits uh, for wins of this trophy so pretty elite stature to be in matt as you took in uh this past wednesday's uh pole cow semifinal what were your takeaways i mean we played a great 45 minutes of soccer you know i mean the second <laughs> half was all we really needed to talk about i mean the first half was just 
But it's still got Frankfurt right there, you know. But then the second half, you know, the Dave people call Frankfurt kind of came out there. And, you know, Brian, this is like, I feel like my third year now doing this um, with you and everybody else. And I feel like I've been, I've been saying this consistently now and I'm, and I'm, and I'm actually starting to believe my own bullshit. Um, we are a different team in every single uh, competition. Like, we play completely different in, in an international, like, soccer league. We play completely different in the domestic league. We play completely different in the Bundesliga. If I were to rate, you know, where we are as a Bundesliga team, as Frankfurt, I would say pretty, pretty shit. You know, we, we're barely making top, <laughs> we're make, barely making top 10 finishes. The only reason why we play Champions League is because we won Europa League. The only reason why we played Europa League the season before that is because we won DFB Pokal. And the the fucking reason we're probably going to go to Europa League this year is because of the Dave Maple call. So it's not because mm-hmm. of our Bundesliga uh, achievements because let's just there is no achievement. I mean, I, I, I shouldn't even utilize that word. But, like, there is a couple awesome things that we can take about from this game against Stuttgart. I mean, this is the first time we've managed to score three goals again since, I, don't, I think it was, like, Hatta Berlin or something like that since January, since, like, since the second game of, of the Rekunde. Ever since then, you know, we've just been getting pummeled. And it's just been, you know, bent over and everything like that. You could say everything fruitful. But... This game was awesome. I mean, the uh, Kolomani penalty uh, was definitely nice, like a little icing your cake. It definitely got a little nerve wracking towards the end there, especially with that uh, with that VAR call, which I kind of thought Stuttgart kind of got robbed away from that. Um, but other than that, you know, I'm, I'm glad we were able to win, win against five for Stuttgart. Now we have a, a different route of an opportunity to get some sort of like European, uh, you know, playing some European game. Because in all honesty, if we made the European Conference League, I don't even know how if how serious I would take it. You know, I'd still would say mm-hmm. Bundesliga and Dave Bibble call it top two, and then maybe your uh, Conference League. But other than that, you know, it, this this game against Stuttgart was you know kind of what we needed, and we did what we had to get done uh, to go back to Berlin. You know, no, oh, I t- totally get it. And uh, the seventh place finish, which uh, at this point in, uh, I mean. Seventh place will qualify you for the for the third competition. Uh, uh, so far, the uh, clubs in the Bundesliga have yet to really do anything with that competition. Union got bowed out of the uh, group phase, and uh, this second season, Köln decided to. Uh, well, they were they were not up for it. Look. The, the position's totally off of grabs at this moment in time, and with only three matches to go in the Bundesliga season, we'll get to Eintracht's Bundesliga matches. Um, yeah, the only way for qualifying for Europe, honestly, is uh, going via uh, the Pokal, because Bayer Leverkusen has a five-point lead on us, and then you know, even to finish uh, seventh, it so that's sixth place will be the uh, second Europa League spot. And then you got your uh, conference spot that goes to se- seven because uh, the Dave Babel Cow winner will be the. Uh, would. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it, they automatically go into the group phase. So, I mean, we're, we're, in, we're in a tight spot. You'd like us to finish seventh in the league to give us a guarantee, but fuck the league. There are no Brian. guarantees. But fuck the league. Hey. It's it's so over. It's been over. <laughs> we haven't won in, in two has. months, and it looks like we're not winning at all in May either. Like we're gonna we play a, a pretty a decent Mainz team, and we play. Oh, I don't even know who we play anymore. I stopped looking at the freaking schedule. Mainz, but Schalke away, three four and games. Then Freiburg at home. Yeah, yeah. Great. <laughs> Great. I put it to the youngsters at this point. You know, like, we can't do much worse. Mm-hmm. We can't do anything better. You know, I think maybe get get some sort of flow, get sort of so, some sort of understanding of what, you know, what can click when we play against Leipzig because, you know, Leipzig still has a season to play. They, they could, you know, they could still possibly lose a Champions League spot. Um, yep, but totally good. This, 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 this game against Saturday is almost a friendly. It's almost a friendly, even though it's a riot, it's a derby. And there's plenty of people who would say, no, it isn't. I always get told off for that. But uh, you know what? We can't always wait for Darmstadt, uh, Kassel, uh, 
or uh, uh, Wiesbaden or Offenbach, Offenbach to get up to our level, which at this point, uh, I'm proud to announce that Dar- since <laughs> we last recorded, Darmstadt has uh, made it, has qualified for at minimum uh, the playoffs, so they've well, guaranteed themselves a top three finish. We've already had a taste of what it's like to play against those guys, and those guys, I think, will be able to hold their own uh, when it comes to the Bundesliga. So, hey, here's hoping that we do have a derby for next season. But again, Dying Track do love our comp- competitions in that one of our cup competitions we always seem to go pretty stinking far in, whether it's the Europa Pokal or the Pokal itself, because this was actually our fourth uh, time in the last six seasons where we had reached the semifinal phase. So, When was definitely... the last time we went to a final before that? Mm, uh, yeah. 2006. Yeah, against, a long-ass uh, time. Exactly. A long-ass time, which is incredible to era. say. We're in, as much as we want to uh, slag off how we've been performing of late, we have entered an era of success had been hitherto only known uh, in our father's and our grandfather's day. And now we're in something totally different. We've won uh, two trophies in the last uh, five seasons, and we have the chance to win third in six. That's still something to just that just baffles the mind and we are in a position where if we do uh win the day of pokal we basically go second in the most pokals ever won so kudos to us on that i would as- uh, honestly go as far as to say that frankfurt if if you were going to put the top five leagues together of teams and uh, combine all the trophies that they won together i bet you frankfurt's probably the top five in the last five to six seasons uh in terms of winning a trophy you know like obviously Mm -hmm. you know Bayern probably has six trophies right there city has probably their three liverpool has their two and then add a couple two more to champions league and stuff but you know or maybe you know what i'm scratch that i don't know what i'm talking about top 10 (laughs) i think we're definitely the top 10 not top five Yes, so uh, at double check, so Eintracht currently on five. If we earned a sixth, we will be tied with Veda Plame, and we will have reached six trophies in nine attempts, as opposed to six trophies of the day by Pokal variety in ten. So stuff that, Northerners. Anywho's. Uh, Eintracht seemed like the northerner when they went south to face Hoffenheim, bringing 15,000 fans to a match that you thought, hey, this is a team that's currently in the relegation fight. Well, maybe we should have had a little bit more care because the Eintracht that we've seen in the Bundesliga of late reared its ugly head you had in the aftermath, you had players kind of talking shit. You had the coach who kind of losing his mind uh, <laughs> uh, during no, the match he, and then after the match as well. Uh, yeah, and Eintracht only able to score a goal once uh, Hoffenheim in the 48th minute went down to 10 men. Granted, Hoffenheim already had three goals, so honestly, they did not have to do anything. And when you do have no pressure and you're like, "Eh, guess what? We can just set up just right out these next uh, 42 minutes. You know what? Eintracht just... Hoffenheim had more to play for was, than we did. That, that's yeah, that's were, just simply how this game was put. We, we didn't come out to play. I mean, just the fact that, you know, the first 10 minutes they scored on, we seemed to be just not fully in the game until like 20 minutes is in there. I mean, Hoffenheim boom, had boom, something right to play. The half, right before or the end of the half. Ouch. It's it's nuts, man. It's nuts. I mean, look, Hoffenheim had something to play for, right? They, they, they're a little bit further out of the playoff position a little bit further out of the uh, relegation zone now, you know, because that's definitely getting a little bit heated. And, you know, Hoffenheim is taking business slowly at a time after their complete free fall, um, you know, towards the end of, you know, the Hinrunde and the beginning of the Rückrunde. So, you know, they're, they're, they're doing well. I mean, they, they're slipping. They, they were, they, 
they were slipped they slipped against Köln and they slipped against Leipzig before us. So it seemed like they're a little bit due because they got some heat beating Werder uh, Bremen, a very important game against Schalke for them. So. You know, they, they were just hungrier than us, and that's just simply how it was put, you know. Um, I mean, the frustrations with there, you know, there's something's going on with Gloucester, and I don't know whether because there's a lot of more, like, you know, Twitter talk about now, which we'll probably get into a little bit later, um, uh, you know, after this result, because, you know, there was still some, you know, some things swirling in the clouds in the Twitter sphere before this game about, you know, whether Gloucester is going to be our coach here or next year and stuff like that, but... Yeah, man, it was it was heated. You know the the locker room right now, uh, the locker room, the locker room morality right now definitely does not seem in a positive setting. And I mean, I'm not surprised that it isn't. I mean, I wouldn't be really too happy if I didn't win a Bundesliga game in the, in the past two months either. You know, going on two and a half months now, depending how we play against Mainz. So it's um, the results. The results speak for itself. You know, sadly they do, and uh, yeah. Twenty questions posed uh, to Oliver Glasner, who was pretty pissed off. I would have been. Obviously, he's been trying to, you know, as a coach, trying to find out what is what is causing this team to have not won a match since February. He's he's had these kind of springs um, when he was with Wolfsburg. Uh, same thing happened at the tail end of the season. Now, those are more at the tail end, not, you know, like the two-thirds way mark. But honestly, uh, ever since the team came back from the World Cup break, this team has not been the same. And Ever since the Napoli loss, man, that's the that's the thing I'm, I will put the, the rest of this whole season down is when Napoli came into town and we were shown what a quality Champions League team, what a Serie A or what a top five league winning team looks like. And it just kept us in a dumpster, you know, and I think that's that's been bugging us the whole time. I would totally agree. Uh, the way that we were just thrashed about, that just totally unhinged us. And honestly, if you look at it, um, the team that we kind of were trotting out against Napoli, we didn't really have much of uh, like our total depth from top to bottom was at the point where, hey, if things start to crack, from your uh, top 11 and Gloucester has been a coach who needs to have a fully functioning high-end 11 to be able to make things happen a la why we put so much uh, emphasis on the Bundesliga season uh, not the Bundesliga but the Europa season when you know we were doing actually pretty good in the Bundesliga but hey when you have two carriage dangled in front of you you can only pick one to buy that so we went yeah. and we, hey, we won a trophy. We won one of the biggest trophies that there is. But looking at the team that was trotted out, um, we know for a fact that Philip Max would have uh, been totally better than Christopher Lentz uh, out of the left. And he has been on the struggle bus for a very long time. And Dika has not, honestly, not looked himself all season. You're constantly having to rely on a man who's almost 40 years old in Makoto Hasebe. You bring in Torre, his first match back since... I don't even know. Don't even He's know. only played five it's games so far. Us. I don't know why we would even put Timothy year. Chandler in that situation right there. Yeah, at that point, I'm almost of the mindset that, hey, you know what? He, okay, in his very brief... Uh, moment he looked okay but Gebur why not just trot out the kid realizing that hey you know what give the kid a chance he's someone who would actually know what the heck he's doing match sharp and I mean it also sucked that Yakik was not available either he would have been a way better option than Torre and the he best was... thing about this game, Brian, was Paxton Aronson. He was a firecracker for the like for the what yeah. thirty minutes that he played and stuff like that. I mean, he, had, he also had a very very dangerous shot on goal, which should have been led to a three two goal with the rebound if you know Kamada wasn't falling asleep there. Or oh, I'm sorry, I don't think it was Kamada. I think uh, actually it was Kamada, um, but. <laughs> 
it's two pack scenarios look really really good and I, and I just want to mention that because I was a little I was I was uh, I was criticizing him a little bit in the last game that he played but dude he was a baller this game you know he you know the, uh, it seemed like he uh, the 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 style of play that he needed to play was catching up to his pace um, and you know he felt super comfortable you know he was dicing people he was you know doing quick one and twos and stuff and you know that's the type of style he wants to play that's the type of style we want to play as well and it just seemed like it was matching it just matched well so i do pax and aronson honestly was probably man of the match for me even though he only played you know 30 20 30 minutes or so um yes but lindstrom i thought you know was not really there but you know obviously he has to kind of warm up a little bit more he was way more effective in the stuttgart game than he was in this game but to play two to start two games after coming off an injury and being out for two months or so that's that's tough you know so don't want to give it to him man but i mean dude the one person i really need to complain about is fucking mario gutsman and and i and i'm being the biggest biggest hypocrite here because i am a thousand percent at fault of that all of my collegiate yellow cards and red cards are from bitching at the ref but dude you're a professional man you need to shut the fuck up you're not the captain you know let hasaba do the talking let kevin trap do the talking like there's going to be an instance where and this may happen with the pokal final you know he's going to talk to the ref he's going to get an early yellow card and he's going to get a foul and get a red card and they were playing down to 10 men with 25 minutes left while it's 1-1, you know? I can, that's a scenario I can totally see happening. So I want to nip it in the butt right now. Like Mario Gutsa, you need to shut the fuck up. Like, I, I, I love that you fight for the team. I want, I love that you know that you're fighting for the team, but at this point you're hurting, you're hurting them a little bit more than you're doing us a favor here. Especially when it comes to Felix Fire. With that guy, you can forget about it. Yeah. Uh, Ran over. The referee... <sighs> well, anyways, uh, but Paxton Harrison, I thought played good. I don't know. What, I don't know if you very well uh, saw that. Looked pretty good. Um, he's still kind of raw, but I think another per, another player who uh, is also coming back from injury and just needs more time. Abembe, he looked really good. Honestly, I'd put him in the midfield over Kamada. I mean. Put him, Ibembe, and Rhoda in the middle. You strengthen the, the center of midfield, which was just... Right now, Hoffenheim is, more, is firing and more together than Stuttgart, and it showed, and we got beaten by a team who's playing way better at this moment in time, and uh, here we are. We're talking about uh, Coach getting possibly let go at the end of the season because everything just cannot it's like hey guess what he's really having a lot of stuff just goes straight up wrong we've had a lot of guys playing out of position a lot of guys out which has caused that at least if you had players all in the uh playing at the correct position we probably would have picked up a win here or there one of those flipping draws would have been a win but all right we are where we are and uh, even a Pokal win, Glasner, Air, look, he is the right kind of guy for what Eintracht wants to be, but he's burning his bridges, and it's, it's it, it just sucks that we're in the position that we're in. Um, I could get totally, like, uh, emotional and fly off the handle, but I'm not. I'm trying to stay calm, cool, and collected, so... <sighs> That's why, Matt, if we want to kick right on to hashtag what are we drinking, this is keeping me calm, cool, and collected before we get into stuff that's going to make me fall out of the handle here. Uh-huh. Well, it can still happen. I'm drinking the old Boston lager from St. Martin, so. Love that. Yeah. Enjoying a good classic. Yeah, you know, I'm keeping it classy, too. You know, I'm sticking with my crisp Coors Lights. You know, it's, it's getting hot here in the city. Apartment living's getting a little sweaty, so mucky. So nothing like a crisp cores like cooling me down a little bit better, you know. Mountains are definitely blue. Skyline is definitely <laughs> blue. I should rather say. There you go. There you go. Well, that's gonna wrap it up for segment one. We'll be back segment two to talk about a team that's still winning. It's not track Frauen, so stay with. <laughs>
back, segment two of Hey On to Frankfurt. Time to talk about Eintracht Frauen. So, everyone knew uh, we had a 3-3 draw with Hoffenheim. Hey, the entire point was don't lose to the team that's trailing you. Eintracht still has a three-point lead on Hoffenheim for third place. Uh, we lost a little ground as Wolfsburg in second place uh, got the full three. Uh, I got full three points in match day 17. Uh, that make up for 17, excuse me, as no one else was playing at that time except for those involved in the Champions League, which was uh, Wolfsburg. So, kudos to them. Uh, but it's a good call going to the Champions League final. It's where we want to return to. But Eintracht defeating uh, the only other honest chaser of the pack uh, for the teams who are going to play in Europe. Eintracht coming away with a 3-2 victory uh, in Leverkusen. For me, this is... Uh, it was it was key to be able to get this one because it's one of the last away matches that, honestly, the Eintracht was in um, position to possibly drop points. And it, look, we it was very comfortable until the 84th minute, conceding the penalty, and then... Uh, Leverkusen was able to uh, get it to 3-1 uh, to because the Eintracht was looking great. Aniomi, uh, uh, Pollock, and Presnikar all getting goals for the Eintracht. But then, boom, boom, in like four minutes, Leverkusen gets it to 3-2. to Makes it a little dicey right there at the end. But, hey, the Eintracht Frauen, once again... Stepping up, ladies. We are so flipping proud of you guys because you're kicking ass, taking names. And uh, next up, Matt, is the big one. Now, we have not heard exactly how many tickets have been sold as yet. We've keep on asking the right people, and they have not given us answers. 13,000 last time I yeah. saw. Yeah. I mean, it keeps on bouncing around, but Vodstadion, they've already opened up the upper tier. Uh, for ticket sales for Eintracht versus Wolfsburg. Honestly, I'm looking at it from the standpoint that if the ladies pull off a point against Wolfsburg, the season is pretty much wrapped up uh, with a third place finish. Now, a loss in a Hoffenheim win would mean that uh, the teams then go level and it's then dicey because it's all on goal difference and Hoffenheim currently has a better goal difference but because uh, as the uh, second tiebreaker, first uh, first tiebreaker, excuse me, then it's goal scored and then it's head-to-head -head points, head-to-head -head goal difference and head-to-head -head goals and at that point you're just crossing grasping at straws. So Eintracht still is in a position to finish in third place for the second consecutive season. And one can only hope that the ladies uh, go in to face the Wolfsburg and we come racing will be for us to come out with a victory, which would then put us in such a pristine position to just ride the last two matches out of the season and uh, solidify uh, their participation in the Champions League. This time, we will hopefully uh, get to the, the second round <laughs> of qualifying. But, uh, yeah, good on you, ladies. And if anyone can get to that match, why not? Tickets are cheap, as I've seen. And uh, support the ladies. Support a team that is winning at the Vodstad. Why Could be the first not? time the Vodstad has seen a win in a long time. be great mm -hmm. to be a part of it. Yeah, it would be the um, the day of Bay Cal uh, quarterfinal versus Darmstadt was the last home victory. That was what in uh, February. Sure. Am I right to that? Probably right after. Yeah, right after Napoli. That makes <laughs> sense. Or did what, did we play Union Berlin home? Oh yeah, we played Union. Oh, totally wow. going over Jesus. Totally. Well, that's what happens when you've been out of the whack for that, out of it for that long. So yeah, uh, the end of the, excuse me, beginning of April, we faced off against Oviedo at home, which Colomani <laughs> did Colomani things, and uh, yeah, a whole bunch of people throwing in the quotes, the comments. So Matt, switching back to the main discussion points. 
if Klausner does leave, regardless of whether he wins the Dave A. Pokal or not at the season's end, is he considered one of the best uh, coaches in Eintracht Frankfurt history? My, yeah. uh, my answer is no. But I'll let you, uh, I'll let you throw out your answer. I, I I just think he is just because in the how the game of soccer has changed and there's so many more different competitions now and you know obviously now it's a uh, you know uh, the World Cup has gets over a billion dollar viewership so you know the, the exposure to the sport is you know a lot more uh, harder here now I think Glasner solidifies himself as probably one of the all-time best coaches as Frankfurt has had Um mm. Just because of, you know, where, I mean, he, he's picked up the team uh, when we were not very good in the Bundesliga. And, you know, we he hasn't really changed much in our Bundesliga, um, you know, I guess trajectory. But, you know, we haven't really finished in the top four um, at all. You know, he's, he's gotten us trophies. He's gotten us results. He's, he's, he's helped get us, you know, great big wins against, you know, teams like Barcelona, you know, teams like West Ham, you know, all these very, very well-known teams that, you know, we've never played against. And, you know, now we have the opportunity to play against. I mean, you know, we, we, we surpassed the Champions League group stage in the first time ever being a part of it. And that was being in what some people considered the group of death with Tottenham, Marseille, and Sporting Lisbon. I mean, people had us not even get a win out there let alone get out of the group. So, you know, there's so many different factors that I definitely take. And, you know, hand up, I'm not the greatest uh, Eintracht Frankfurt historian, you know. I was born in 96, so I only know the bad times. But, you know, I, I definitely think for me, you know, Glasner has to be the best Eintracht coach ever because, like we said it before, you know, this is his third final with us uh, in the Dave People Pokal. He's delivered two trophies for us. Um... Oh no! I'm sorry. That was a complete lie. Nico Kovac got us the first uh, first one, but this is going to be his second final and consecutive for us. If he wins this one, you know, I think that's even more solidifies mm. that you know yeah. he's the best coach for us. Yeah, uh, I still, when it comes to the, the most decorated coach, I know that everyone loves to go back to Stepis at uh, Dragoslav Stepanovic. But I think uh, to be the man who uh, needs to be uh, at the pinnacle, which Glasner could uh, overcome, but it will be weird that he, it would just be a strange, strange thing to be able to say, yeah, two seasons he brought us two cups and is considered one of the most decorated guys to ever coach us, and yet, you know, was leaving under a cloud of storm. Uh, Paul Oswald, who led us to uh, the the only German championship pre-Bundesliga title led us to the Europa Pokal final where we lost to Real Madrid and multiple then regional uh, Southern Germany, German championships just never could uh, in other times uh, get us over the line in terms of winning a second German championship. I still kind of put him down as numero uno, but that's because someone's got to win the South. Uh, the salad bowl and someone's going to win the second uh, iteration of the Europa Pokal. We already had one winner and that guy was in the job for I think a year and that's it. Uh, the 1980 winner who is totally eluding me at this moment. Uh, <laughs> huh. um, so all right. I still, I don't know. I mean, yes that definitely Definitely a couple good names, you know, but I don't know. I think if he wins this Dave Bapel call for us, even whether he stays or he goes, you know, I definitely think he's uh, in the all-time best coach that we've had, even though it's only been, you know, two, three years. Yeah, this is a uh, – it'll be something for a fun discussion later on, but let's go down to it. Uh, Drama so time. His, his pro his promise – his – post-match comments and yeah a lot of people have been getting out to us you know Kiko Lomani or not but was that was like the only person who was talking about anything that was not Glasner related um, so let's get right to it because five people reached out to us on discord uh, to want to talk about Oliver Glasner so let's just get to it so um, got sent off 
versus Hoffenheim. So he cannot be in, per league rules, cannot be in the stadium for the match against Mites at the weekend. We'll get our predictions on that in a moment. But Eintracht is now in a weird position because the coach has been gradually uh, post-match press conference after post-match press conference getting chippier and chippier. He's thrown players under the bus. He's slightly alluded to uh, management in terms of uh, issues that are going on with the team. You know, talk about players pissing blood. I mean, it's... I keep on thinking myself good. that he's the he's the guy he would be, like if we were to fire a coach, he with what he's done would be the guy who we'd want to literally. He's the guy if you could press the reset button, he'd be the guy that we'd want to take over the club. I'm absolutely assured of that, but it seems to be a lot of draw the line in the sand at some point and kind of be like, hey, look. Things are no longer working like they used to, and we just gotta come. We gotta come clean. And hey, sometimes you just need to like the best things that you can do is to just go in your opposite directions because it, the wonderful relationship that you're in, just is no longer working like it once was, and you just gonna have to amicably leave, go into opposite directions. And Eintracht will be in a brilliant position, in my opinion, to be able to uh, bring in a coach who would be able to take us to the next level or one who we could work with as a long-term coach who kind of learns uh, the first team, the reins uh, as being the first team head coach, and then just turns into a gem. It just, you know, needs some, you know, hard, hard work and probably multiple seasons to kind of uh, turn out to be that diamond in the rough. Yeah, I mean, there's, it definitely seems like Oliver Glasner is a, is, a, is a coach that doesn't handle frustrations very, very well, you know? Um, and, you know, that's probably because, you know, like I said, we haven't won a Bundesliga game in so long. It's It's been a shit show since March, you know? And, you know, obviously, you know, that gets taken out on a bunch of other people. And, I mean, he's not wrong about also kind of calling out management, especially Crusher, because Crusher really hasn't brought anybody insignificant for Glasner besides Kolomwani. But Kolomwani is like, you know, an out-of-the-world player. You know, that's so he, – he, he's so if, – if you – I don't know what the, the, the math term or the – the, uh, the analytics term is for that. If you put them in like that histogram or whatever gram it is where, you, where there's like a certain median, Kualamani is at like the top right corner of that graph. And, you know, you can't really include him in this kind of stat because if you think about it, Sam Lammers, Jens Peter Hauge, hmm. like, I mean, Rafael Bore. I, I don't know if Rafael Bore was brought in by Kusha. I think that was still when Freddie Bobic was with us. But Sam Lambert and Jens Pitahaga are people that are, you know, nobodies. You know, they aren't even on, on the team anymore. You know, they, they're one's low down. The other one is, I think he was sold. I don't know if he got loaned out or anything like that. But like, oh, he's loaned out. Yeah, you know, I under, I can definitely understand those frustrations, especially if he was told, "Hey, here are the keys to the here are the keys to the kingdom. Do what you got to do." And you know, the person who gives you that doesn't put any you know investment in behind it. I'd be pretty you know a little bit frustrated as well. On Gwenda, um, bringing him on, and he ends up, you know, not playing. Uh, I think at all uh, for the Eintracht. Then goes on loan. Uh, back to Salzburg and another one. I think he's played at all. Uh, Sam Lammers is actually playing uh, for his second team in the 22-23 season. He uh, played. Uh, he's on his second Italian club uh, this season. He was on a half season loan and I went to another team for what I am assuming is going to be a half season. <laughs> so precious full of shit it looks like right is. now. Wh- whoever 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 laid down the transfer wish list, you know, is full of shit whether it's Glasner or Kusha. Um I don't know. I don't know. I mean, how many other players have left and it's you've been scratching your head wondering. Rodrigo Salazar, if Schalke stays up, 
he that two million seems a paltry sum unless we can buy him back for like you know five or so i'm gonna be you know punching a wall because we lost him dominic core it uh good riddance same with Zuber, uh, Barcock, DaCosta, Dorm. I mean, there's a number of guys that were lost that, you know, not a big deal. But Ali know. Akman, remember that name? What the <laughs> fuck happened to him? Yeah, there you Jesus go. God. Like, that's what I'm saying, yeah. man. Like, there's, there's a couple, definitely a couple ones where I definitely am behind Glossner on the frustrations and stuff, you know? Mm hmm. It's, uh,. You know what? There are guys who've come in who've been winners, and then there are guys who haven't. Uh, Philip Max, for the brief time that we've seen Lucas him, Alario, for fuck's sake. There's another man. one. Yeah, Alario is a dud. You got Paxton Aronson. That looks like a very, very promising thing. Ebembe. Okay, that looks like a win. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You got to keep on going. It's like... I would say small search stole a question. Or yeah, Buta, yes. Pellegrini, dud. Ali do somewhat question mark. Philip Max, hey, yes. Ali do is way younger than you, bro. Now that I'm saying this, we're saying a lot more yes <laughs> than uh, no's, but 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 maybe we're only saying yeses because these guys do look good on the field, but the results are not there. So yeah. Look, we're, know, in a, we're in a position where I honestly believe if um, so, if Yakik is fully healthy, if Smoljic doesn't get hurt, Abembe doesn't get hurt, Phil Max doesn't get hurt, I think honestly we've turned the corner. But when you're on a losing, you're on a winless run. You need to find a spark that kind of turns things around for you. We've technically had them in the Pokal. They just have not been able to be uh, harnessed. And it doesn't help that you have play, uh, multiple players who are ready to uh, move on. Yeah. Uh, with the team. And they just we're, we're, we're one of those teams who cannot wait for the season to end. And honestly, I look forward to that. I can't wait to be on the beach. Kind of Either way, we need just a hard reset, and there's multiple players that will leave. We'll have, we've already got a couple players that are coming in. It's yeah, yeah we just it's need time. to get there. And I am of the mindset that Axel Hellman, who thank God is staying, uh, has got to sit down with Crochet and Glasser and be like, "What are we? What are we doing here?" I mean, we can't. We one of you is got one, one got of those exposed. two is leaving, and I, God, I, is it bad that I actually look at Crochet and think, you know what? If it's Glasner, uh, we make the move. But the thing is, if we struggle in the fall of '23, Crochet and Glasner will both have left by November from the club. Yeah, I just think that's where the where we're at, and we need to basically think of someone who can basically take over from there. I think, honestly, I have one person in mind to replace Marcus Kosha with. Well, actually, I got two, but you know, one you're gonna laugh at, and also tell me, well, we can't get him yet. And I would say, yes, I know, but you know, the I, I think it'd be fun if we, you know, went that route just because it's like, you know what, we want to be Big Bang Eintracht Frankfurt, but sometimes you need to bring in someone who was big and bad from outside the family to elevate the if, club a little bit more. You're going to If you laugh. say Jose Mourinho, I am hanging, I am leaving the chat. Oh, no, I'm thinking of Croce's replacement here. Oh, okay. I was going to say. Phil Lum. Love it. What makes you say that? Because guess who would probably replace him, replace their own sporting director with him? It's Bayern, and they know they can't get him until um, the 2024 Euros is all done. And looking at it, this, damn, this position that we're in right now, and I'm like, huh? 
fuck it, we can, like, at, as Cruz just coming to the end of his contract, we can line up him. That could be fun. That would bring way more attention to the club. We get a lot more attention. That's definitely for sure. I think um, it. You just need someone different, and I am just tired of these Red Bull guys coming in through our doors. Nothing against the during the good times with Audi Hunter uh, before he turned into a uh, little prick. Uh, yeah, like, man, we do not speak Glauser's the name of it now. Yeah, Glasner's one of the first coaches for us to have that was like pretty much untainted by um, I saw by him, and now oh crap, I forgot about it. Yeah, he did have some time with Salzburg as like an assistant coach. <clears throat> uh, we haven't <laughs> had a non-Red Bull touched coach since Amin Vey. And I cut and look, if Glasner is to leave, I want someone who's not of the Red Bull variety because I just look up and down this league. It's full of those bastards and uh, their former coach at this level and that level. It just makes me want to puke. And I know I'm on a little bit of a rant, but you know what? Deal with it, everybody. I mean, we're never going to get Uz Fischer to leave Union Berlin. I don't think we have a shot in hell against Stefan Baumgart from Köln. I I know that I already said I'd want someone who's not Red Bull, but if I had, to, if we have to have a coach who's of the Red Bull system, I only want Bo Svensson, but that will be hard to pull off because of how many people are would like to see him. I mean, God, Xabi Alonso could have been fun, but that we didn't. We that's uh, also a roller coaster, though. I don't know. That's. That Leverkusen's it, been weird all season long. Them and Wolfsburg have literally just had like the, yeah, five game the losses, then go on like seven. Ex- they're in the semifinals now, and it's we're envious of them. But I mean, we could always go back to the well of a previously employed Bundesliga coach. I mean, Jardo uh, Seawani uh, before. He went to Leverkusen, was being touted by us hard because of his success at Young Boys, where he had three successive titles uh, uh, in uh, Switzerland. I the former Southampton coach. Although, although, Red Bull yes, Union. Southampton's getting no, relegated dang, this year. with anyone who is untouched by the Red Bull system. It sucks, but it is the situation that we're riding it when, you know, you have two successful well, well, rather decently run uh, clubs. And, okay, I, I need to I need to cut myself off now. <laughs> uh, we're not getting Niko Kovac back, but we need something, something different and, you know what? Fuck it. Why don't we just look across the border uh, in the port city of Rotterdam, Feyenoord's about to win uh, the Eredivisie title. Why not go after the man who's going to lead uh, Feyenoord to the title there? Uh, God, what is his name? What is his name? Uh, I'm going to have to freaking cheat. Sorry, folks. Uh No. Uh, uh So... This is a guy who was at Izzet Alkmaar and is basically like Feyenoord had like a full 18, like something like 5, 10, 15, 20 players just kind of rotated in and out of the club as he was brought in to coach Feyenoord, kind of pulled them back from the abyss and led them to uh, the Europa Conference set up uh, the Europa Conference uh, final against Roma and then has like got them to the uh, what was it the quarterfinal stage of the Europa League uh, this past campaign losing to Roma again I mean at a Feyenoord you've got money to muck around with but you know you're always going to have your shit picked off and he's firing at a high successive level when Eindhoven has got way more money and Ajax has vastly more money. And 
they're the guys who've had the highest amount of turnover, and he's having success. I don't know. We're all spitballing here. I think I need to kind of bring us back to center. We play Mainz, who I mentioned both Spencer would be a guy who I'd want to have, but look, we're going to be on this. We're going to be on this merry ground for a couple weeks to come, Matt, and I think we might as well uh, get off at the nearby stopping uh, stoppage point of Mainz. <laughs> oh, yeah. wait, it's a home match versus Mainz. So, you know what? That means we're not going to win, but we're not going to lose either. I am calling it right now. I think that it is a 1-1 draw, even though oh, I yeah. probably think of giving us a kiss uh, of death. No, the uh, kiss of death is you predicting a clean sheet. That's what it is. Yeah, I mean, it's either a 1-1 or a 0-0. You know, I can't remember the last time we played a 0-0 match, but um, we don't keep clean sheets, just like you said. But no, I agree with you, Brian. It's going to be a 1-1 dud. We're all going to wake up in the morning on the Saturday, falling asleep by the 20th minute, and then waking up, you know, checking our phones, saying that we really didn't miss much, you know? Um, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, definitely watch it. It's always nice to watch the, the green nil grass nil. on a Saturday morning when you're hungover, regretting your, you know, Friday night decisions. But, hey, man, a 1-1 one, one tie. You know, everybody wins in that situation, although Chris hates that. Yeah, but in case anyone was wondering, uh, what I was trying to say was we had – I had to check. We had a nil-nil draw. It was uh, our home match against uh, Tottenham Hotspur, who is still – Wanting one of, wow. uh, one so of last these Germanic year. coaches still looking around for a Germanic coach for their team for that coming season. So <laughs> that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Hey Eintracht Frankfurt. I'd like to thank Matt. It's been great coming back on the pod. And uh, yeah, we're going to find you in the man. social media at, uh, world. Yeah, man, it's been great hearing you again. But, yeah, Wagam8 on the Twitter side of things. You can find me on the Instagram at Wagner8 underscore. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's that's where I'm at. I'd like to thank uh, Matt, like I said, for joining the pod. Uh, thanks, folks, for putting up with me after my hiatus. Uh, you know what? Fatherhood does uh, give you a different uh, viewpoint on life. And, uh yeah, I'll just. I know. I know it doesn't seem like to our listeners, but you know there are way, way, way bigger things to life than this fucking shitty goddamn men's soccer club. But yeah, man, fatherhood yeah, is great. And, uh, I'd like to shout out, throw a shout out to uh, Tankard who provide uh, our our music. And uh, if you haven't had a chance to support them wherever you listen to your music, please consider doing so. Nathan in St. Louis is, of course, our erstwhile producer and occasionally will chime in mid-podcast when we've obviously spouted some uh, untruth and he's got to edit it down for us. makes us sound great. Until next time, uh, when we have more Eintracht uh, stories to waggle our chins about, Cheers. Support the ladies, support a team that is winning at the Vogstown. Why not?